This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is it. The time has come. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Push him down. Get in the ring and go the distance with Fight Night with Gareth A. Davies. You're better than that. On Talk Sport. You're listening to the Fight Night podcast with me, Gareth Davis, in the studio with me this week, none other than former super middleweight world champion, George Groves. Well, first of all, we got into a Saudi chat. It's all happening over in Saudi Arabia. We spoke about Tyson Fury against Francis Ngannou a couple of weeks ago, but we also spoke about the big build-up to December the 23rd and the rumoured names that could be on that card. Rayfield reported that Turkey, al-al-Sheikh of Saudi Arabia's General Entertainment Authority, His Excellency the Minister, who recently put on Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou, is looking to underwrite and make this card happen. How do you feel about the fact... I'm looking at Benson's Twitter right now and he's going, Anthony Joshua versus Otto Wallin, Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker, Bivol, Dimitri Bivol versus Richard Rivera... Daniel Dubois versus TBC, Martin Bacoli, TBC. What a card, if it's true, George. Yeah, if it's true, it's a great card. He's got, you know, not the two biggest names and not the two best heavyweights in the world. Two of the top four. But he's got two of the top four, certainly, in Joshua. That's huge. And what, yeah, it is. It is it's, it's, it's this big card. Imagine if we had, imagine if we had Dimitri Bivol fighting X... And Better Beev, Arta Betiev on an, on on the undercard or chief support mm. on the same card, would we not be saying that's a great card and we know what's gonna happen next? They're gonna meet each other, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but they're the two best in the division. Yeah, fair enough. Who yeah. the Usyk and Fury the best but we know that's happening in February. Yeah. So February you yeah? Well, yeah, f- that's f- what, that's, Fury, I don't know, I'm not up to date with that. Fury but. and Usyk will fight in February, yeah. in my view. Yeah. Fury Look, I mean, I haven't had your view on it at the moment. Fury and Nagano fought two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Is the worst I've ever seen Fury. Mm. You know, not the worst I've ever seen him, but it's a very poor Fury in there. And well, Nagano- when was he? When was he worst? Do you think? 
when he fought John McDermott at the at the, uh, <laughs> at the, at the Brentwood Leisure Centre when he punched himself with an uppercut. Yes, we are going back some some time. But he yeah. was a different man then. He was he was a traveller fighter with 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 you know curly ringlets and very very young in his career in a very close fight that night. By the way, yeah. Do you remember that was, fight? Were you was. there? Uh, I can't remember. I, that yeah, was the night twice, before Frank he? Maloney I think I was at one had a heart them. attack, I think. And, 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 the, and the lad, who was the lad who lived with him, one of the Irish boxers that died? Do you remember that? Darren you, Sutherland. Darren Sutherland. It was the night before Frank had a heart attack and Darren Sutherland passed away soon. It might have been because of that, actually, the heart attack. It was a terrible night. But I just, of those events, Fury was awful in that fight. Yeah, he wasn't good. So, he was yeah. trying to thresh. He was punching, you know, like this to the body. Never really got his game together. And John McDermott, who was the son of Stan McDermott, and they were travellers as well. Yep. Yeah, Stan McDermott was a, a knock-me-down, I'll-knock-you-down heavyweight in the 70s. Same time or a bit earlier than Big John Fury. Right. And so it was a big traveller rivalry that night. I'm telling you, I've never seen so many trucks and big people in the car park in a Brentwood Leisure Centre. It was mad. It was mad. It was dark. It was, but it was fantastic as well. The ring squeezed up against one corner of the Leisure Centre. Do you remember that fight? Yeah, I can't remember if I was at that one or another one. I think they boxed twice, but um, yeah, I, I definitely saw Fury box at the Brentwood Leisure Centre. It, it was likely a, a McKennessy card, maybe I think. There was a Hennessy card. Back to back to Fury and Nagano. Mm. Just tell me in brief what you felt about that event. Uh, the event, it it seemed the, the fight. I the mean the fight. Sorry, yeah. So the fight, it was. Um, I thought Nagano won, but either way, I wasn't sitting there with a pen and paper scoring the rounds, Gareth. That's what I'm hands up. So I didn't think I needed to. So you know, halfway through the fight, I'm thinking. Fury's been dropped here, and I don't think he's really winning these rounds. He's trying is to it... come back. He's trying to find ascendancy, but he's not getting it, is he? <clears throat> no, no, he's not. I mean, he's he's. But he's winning. He's... he's nicking some of the rounds for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, possibly, possibly. I had he's... him winning by a round or maybe two rounds. Yeah, and I think it, the Tyson Fury fans, and I, you might be one of them. I who am really a Tyson Fury what fan. Tyson I'm Fury a... does. Yeah, I do. Um, whereas if you're like, well, actually. Garner looks like he's sort of dominating in terms of the being able to boss the fight. On he's the eye test. The big, the On big, the eye test, yes. The bigger, maybe landing the bigger punches, yeah. the more eye-catching. Yeah, correct. So for me, you know, someone who maybe peppers a bit more with some loose, fast shots, but gets caught more with the eye-catching shots, I always give the round to the guy who lands the eye-catching shots. So, but as I say... To be honest, I wasn't sitting there scoring round by round. And sometimes you've got a consensus that one guy's won. But when you look down at your piece of paper, you realise, oh, no, wait, this is either much closer than I thought or actually it's gone the other way. Um, but Fury, let's get straight, Fury was awful. Like, he was awful. You, the, a interesting well points were made about... Yeah, uh, interesting points were made that when you... Um, Shaka Stevenson, we'll hear from him later when he says this, that he's had sparring sessions when he's going there and he knows who's he, who he's sparring, knows it's going to be no problem at all. Mm. And you don't get that sharpener of adrenaline on the way there. But when you know someone's coming to take your head off and you you actually appreciate it, your body is, feels different. Can you can you appreciate that? Yeah, I know. I, I can see what he's saying. You're, you're a little bit too relaxed or too switched off. And, I, and, and Fury definitely overlooked in Garner who did not think yeah. he was going to be yeah. Yeah. Uh, any form of um, challenge I don't think he's had competitive sparring in a long long time Fury he looked when he was getting hit he had that look of a fighter who hasn't been hit in a long time mm. Mm. and you know there's that element of panic that would come in 
on a prospect's face, but because he is vastly experienced and because ultimately he's, he's at the end of the rainbow now, you know, like he's got this big fight. He's already signed in for the biggest fight yeah. of his life. You know, Which he's already... we believe is in February against uh, Alexander Usyk out in Saudi Arabia, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Um, so just tell, let me throw to you about December the 23rd. What's your feelings about how big is that event if it happens then with a Wilder on it, with a Joshua on it? How big does that make that event with a Parker on it? It's 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 exciting, but is it is it too much, Gareth? Is it too? Do you need that many stars on who are not fighting each other? They're just fighting on one card. Would you rather? Or would you rather have that spread over different weekends? No. Would you want it in the UK? Yeah. If, 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 would you if, want it in Vegas? Yeah. But but it's not. It's going to be in. I think it's going to be. And does, who does knows? It, it's does, be. It's I looking mean, looking like it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because the the argument at the moment for a lot of people is: Would these fights and the promoters especially say, "Would these fights can't get made without basically the Saudi money?" But all of them fights could get made anywhere else in the world. Could you get them all on one night? Absolutely not. But do we need them all on one night? It'd be really great, and I'm sure you'll be out there, Gareth, and you'll be it'd be big, big, big name after big name. Um, and you've had a great night, but then maybe the next morning you're thinking, oh, I would have enjoyed that if that was a great month. That event in Saudi Arabia two weeks ago, from start to finish, I'm talking about the whole event now, the gala dinner, the 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 way they'd built what did it. You, what did you eat at the gala dinner? What did I eat? Um, God, I was so busy talking to Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture and hugging Manny Pacquiao and... In greeting, interviewing Lennox Lewis, chatting to Mike Tyson. I can't even remember what I ate, but I was so busy enjoying this room full of some of the greatest names. I wish you'd been there, I wish you and Frotch had been there. Some of the greatest names I've come across in boxing and MMA in the last 30 years, mm. you know? Um, it, what did I eat at the dinner? Well, uh, I, I think it was really delicious food. I mean, I don't, I don't recall because I was... Ronaldinho was sitting over there, and yeah. and, and, and Eminem walked past there, and you know it was it was just staggering. so. Is, is it the is it was it the best event you've ever been to? Yeah, no question, the biggest event I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, and can I can I say and I and you know, I'm definitely not trying to bash the Saudis because yeah. I think this is great for me, who wasn't there and didn't get to. Do you wish you'd been invited? No, no, no. But I wish I, you'd been invited. I wasn't. I wasn't there. I don't. I. But it didn't the the excitement that you was having didn't transpire through the screen. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting at home watching it, it di- and then I'm then I'm trying to figure you out what was the difference. By Fury and Nagano, yeah, were the fight. But you're talking gripped. about you're talking about the the event, the yeah. fight. Sure, because you're like, wow, this is a massive spanner in the works. You're left yeah. scratching your head because you're yeah. like, and oh, we're still is- talking about it two weeks later. Yeah, exactly. And so, what credit- didn't translate to you in excitement then? The you know the the event. The, the day after day, you know, like yeah, but when there's a Vegas event, you watch it all week. Do you know when you watch when you watch a big fight, and it could be Vegas, could be New York, it could be London, could be the Manchester Arena. When you're watching it at home, I get I get a bit of a a feel of the atmosphere. I feel like oh, I'm getting a buzz right, of the right. event like that. But I didn't. I don't think the Saudis have yet. Maybe because they're brand new at it, they wasn't able to portray that. Outwards and essentially, that I think they've got that many stars in the room for for all of us watching at home. You know, it wasn't all just for your pleasure, Gareth. I'm, you know, that they brought you in. You make a very interesting point, and and the point you're making is what you didn't get 
was the explosion of noise from the crowd there. You didn't get that in, in the giant arena because they're learning about fight sports, learning about the behaviourism at a fight sports. Very, because I remember being... I, I, I love the walk-ins and, you know, um, Sweet Caroline and all this. I'm out on my seat singing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. And when I looked around, people... You know, a lot of local people there. That excitement... Yes, it translated when all the heavyweights were being knocked out in, and Jack McGann knocked out Roberto Duran Jr. in the outside arena before we walk, walked into the in, internal arena because there were two arenas, mm -hmm. as you know. There wasn't the same crowd noise that you get at the O2 arena or you get at the MGM Grand because I think the local populace are learning about that event. Do you mean that? Well, I, so I, that is the question. I'm, I'm, I'm asking, what is it? I'm, I'm asking you because you was there. But when I'm doing, I'm, when I'm watching it on TV, it just doesn't get that. It just doesn't get the same part across. And it might just be because, as you say, the people in the arena no, ain't used, that. ain't used yeah. to the, the big fights. Maybe the arena's not built for the acoustics to create that. No, atmosphere. the acoustics were good in there. When it, and I do think there was drama in the fight itself, where. There was a, 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 such an element of shock. Well, yeah, it's the most but, dramatic fight that there's yeah. been in a long time. Yeah. Well, after that, we were joined in the studio by Denzel Bentley, who faces Nathan Heaney in a defence of the British middleweight title this weekend up in Manchester. We'll be there, of course, for TalkSport. Here's what Denzel had to tell us. 45 seconds of round number one. Denzel Bentley, the man from the streets of Battersea. Good oh, shot. What a punch that Really was. good left hand from Denzel Bentley on a right. Kieran Smith is down. I wanted to come and steal the show tonight, and that's what we've done. We, we, came, we came, we saw, we conquered. And he has been surgically dissected there, really, by Denzel Bentley. And the pressure was just relentless, Rich. He was just on him and on him and on him. At this point, Denzel, I look at this middleweight division and it is crying out for someone to just come along and get hold of it. Are you the man to do that? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm world champion and weight most definitely. Your winner by way of technical knockout, Denzel, too sharp, Bentley. You're listening to Fight Night and Talk Sport with me, Gareth Davis, St. George Groves. I'm just calling you George Groves for a while now. I'm, I'm taking the saint out for now, but we'll come back to saints and angels and all those things in a minute, George. Yeah. Um, he is my guest for the next uh, two and a half hours. Denzel Bentley, the British middleweight champion, joins us in the studio looking, yes, too sharp, ripped, handsome as ever. Come on, let's see that beautiful smile. <laughs> there he is. Um, I want to carry this on, guys, because in, in the break... Um, George Groves is, is like throwing giant spanners in the works tonight as I pick over the bones of his career. I'm just teasing you. Um, the, the beautiful career that he had, the former super middleweight world champion. We were debating about what it means that the audience is quiet in Saudi Arabia as they or in the Middle East when they watch fights. And you raised that, Denzel, about George having the first fight over there for the Muhammad Ali trophy, remember, against... Was it Callum Smith at the time? Yeah, I thought Callum Smith. It was the first um, professional... I think it was the first professional world title fight in Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, we, we got out there first. And we didn't know what to expect. Um, and maybe neither did the... The boxing crowd that was out there—I don't think they'd ever seen a professional bout before. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was—it was a weird time for me, to be honest, Gareth. I, I knew it was going to be my last fight. Um, 
lots of stuff to sort of try and just get on with rather than enjoy. Um, and it was an experience I'd, I didn't really want to be there, to be honest. But um, that said, the, the, it was the atmosphere was different. Denzel, have you ever fought in an atmosphere where it's so quiet that you, you can almost hear the... Because you know when, yeah. when early on in a card sometimes you can hear the feet shuffling <laughs> on the canvas. You can hear every punch Did that you Did you fight can't... in lockdown? Yeah, I fought behind closed yeah, doors for exactly. times. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah. every shot, yeah. Did you did did you, did you ever feel bad? You know, like because sometimes you can you, you know you whack someone, you got the, yeah. the nasty little ten ounce leather gloves on, <laughs> and you hear the sting come off their ribs, and usually you can't hear it because the crowd are going crazy. But then I covered a few, you know, uh, of the lockdown shows, and you could just hear every punch yeah, going every in. Punch, like, it, it makes you kind of admire your work. You hear it and you go, oh. Does it make you feel different when you when the crowd is very quiet, when they aren't as engaged, when there is a smaller crowd? Yeah, can you appreciate what George is saying, Denzel, about that it didn't translate here because for Furio Nagano in that event because that you couldn't feel the atmosphere of the crowd. I mean, I guess there's two sides. So I mean, like without the crowd and the noise, I guess you can f maybe lock in a bit more, focus a bit more because there's less distraction depending on who you are. And some people like they get up for it with the crowd. They do it for the crowd. There's like a f there's some boxers that are just bad sparrers in the gym, mm. and on fight night, the atmosphere and everything gets them up for it, and they perform brilliantly. So I guess it just depends on what type of fighter you are. When you were watching that last weekend, did you have views on Fury and Nagano? Yeah, I did. I was I was very um I was shocked. I was surprised. I I didn't expect that at all. I remember I think I was getting back and forth with people on Twitter saying people are saying Nagano's got a punch of chance. I'm saying that that. That puncher chance is very slim, but I gave, did him, have that I gave him ten minutes to make an impact in the fight, and obviously he did it in the eighth minute. I think Fury never recovered. But George and I were discussing it. Do you think he couldn't stop himself from underestimating? One hundred percent, hundred percent, and that's why you got to give credit to the the elite fighters, the greatest fighters, because it takes a, you know it takes a a lot to lock into that mindset every single time you step up. Um, so he saw Ngannou and thought he's never boxed before. All I'm going to do is just dance around him and flick my jab at him. But Ngannou was just too strong. And I think that was the difference. I mean, Fury couldn't use his weight and use that weight advantage and bully him and all that stuff because Ngannou was a stronger man. He looked the fresher at the end of the fight as well. Did you have Fury or Ngannou winning? You know what? I, I don't score fights no more. I just... And I'm not just saying that like, as a cop-out. Splinter, sitting on the fence. No, no, no. In all no, no, honesty, I, I, I think... Regardless of who won... Fury took the bigger loss that night in general just because he shouldn't have been able to do that to you. You're meant to be the, the best fighter in the heavyweight division. That means the whole division's in trouble if that's the case. But aren't we now thinking, oh, I want to see Fury and, and Usyk because it's a much closer fight than we ever thought. No, I think in Fury and Ngannou's bigger than... Two is bigger than um, it will Fury happen, Usyk. Do you, not, do you not think it'll happen? Fury and Ngannou too, he's got to put the record straight. I think it, it's, it's... I don't think Fury fights again. Yeah, but fair. if he does fight again, he fights in Garnu. I don't think he fights Usyk. You don't think so? I don't think he fights Usyk. I think he has to, otherwise his leg is very old. George, that's very, that's a very. But I've heard that a few why, times. Why, 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 They've signed why, why, to why, fight in February. Why, who cares? That's true. Who cares? So George, they were signed Gross. to fight on December twenty third. I thought, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. he didn't do a press conference. <gasps> I like. First of all, I, I, people think I bash Fury a lot, and I do, but I just tell it how I see it, how I think it, and I am a big Usyk fan, and. This is speaking from what, I, what I've experienced in my career. Yeah. And I can imagine that Fury has more than enough now. More than enough. Does he really need to roll the dice? And yeah, sure, get a maybe a career-defining win against Usyk mm. and a big payday. Mm. Mm. Or does he get beat? And then how does he tell everyone, 
the baddest man on the planet. I, I reckon they're going to have a split draw in the first fight anyway, and they'll fight a second time. A few, is it? Yeah, I think it'll be. A, I've got a feeling it'll be so close. Are you talking about conspiracies now, Gary? <laughs> no, no, not so, just. You, I, you keep talking about aliens, and now you're talking about conspiracies. No, you're the aliens guy. I just <sighs> think. I just think that they'll. I think it'll be a very, very close chess match physically. And I do. Th- it wouldn't surprise me if we're finding it very hard to score it at the end, and it's a split draw. Remember, they're, they're signing a two-fight deal. Remember? Yep. How would if you if you were in his position? Is that what you're talking about? You'd have thought Fury. Yeah. I'd be questioning a little bit, and only he knows. But is he thinking? Do I really want this anymore? Am I really? Am I really willing to go? all the way and at times in his career he's been writ off and he's come back to show people and that's like what's been his motivation so maybe that will be the case but maybe he's thinking I boxed Derek Chisora over a year ago and I didn't really train that hard for that because he was finished and and before then the fight against Dillian White you know I was pretty comfortable I haven't really been pushed since fighting before he fought Dillian White could we have predicted that he would dominate him so easily yeah I think so uh, you know, D- D- Dillian White had never boxed for a world title before. He'd yeah. never boxed anyone. He'd, he'd had to, to... Did you think Fury would win it that easily as he did? Well, if it... when I watched Fury against um, Deontay Wilder, number two, I thought this guy is the best in the division. I don't. If he fights like this, then I don't see how anyone beats him. And Denzel, if he... Denzel, let me ask you: How do you? George has got very strong and, and, and very salient views on the heavyweight division. How do you see the heavyweight division at the moment? Um, it's in trouble a little bit. Um, there's a lot going on and there's nothing going on at the same time. It's like all of these rumours, reports and all these things and nothing's really happening from it. We're not really seeing the facts we want to see. Um, AJ Wilder's been in talks for... Five years. Better part of five years, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Fury AJ's been going on for probably about the same... Like no one's really fought anyone like, at this Fury moment. Fury AJ's been going on since the beginning of lockdown, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. And th- th- um, th- th- that was about to happen, but we had the arbitration case. Was it? That. Yeah. You know, yeah but, but, well, do you, you like heavyweight boxing, Denzel? I did, but now I'm not really too interested. I just cause... don't buy it. I mean, I don't buy it I, from either of you. I think heavyweight boxing is really exciting at the moment, and it's going to happen next year. Nope. We're going to have some massive fights. With Wilder so. and AJ, yeah. you're not going to watch Wilder and Wilder versus Parker. What are we talking but, about then? But I, I think I still think the heavyweight division is in trouble. You ask any How's fighter, out, if you fight, you How's ask any fight, you fight, ask any fighter out there who their favorite fighters are, and none of them will mention any fighter from the heavyweight division. How is it in trouble though? Because because they're, they're nobody's favorite fighters. If you ask any kid on the street, oh, who's your favorite fighter? No one's going to mention any fighter from the heavyweight division. It's always been like this. Why haven't we had an undisputed title for 24 years? Money, timing, ego always comes into it. You go back to the mid-80s, Don King brought Mike Tyson through in that tournament with the HBO. I think um, the way they should do is have a tournament for heavyweight boxing. Oh, yeah, literally. Pick the top 12, have three groups. You were in a tournament like that. It sorts out. I know you got to the final and you didn't win it, but I'm not pushing that at you. But look what it did. Look what it created. It created a number one in well, the don't, division. Don't worry about my one. The Cruiserweights, <laughs> which was Usyk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They had all four world champions went in. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there was a loss on anyone's record. No, there wasn't. Um, and they all fought within 12 months. But the problem was, Gareth, Usyk completed the Cruiserweight division within 12 months. Yeah. And then he had to go up to heavyweight. What happens if we complete the heavyweight division? You'll be out of a job, mate. <laughs> I, I won't be out of a job. There are 17 weight divisions to talk about. 
I know he'll have really bad intentions when it comes to the fight. He's there for the knockout. Really good left hand from Denzel Bentley on a run. Kieran Smith is down. I still punch people in the face. I'm the nicest hard <laughs> you'll ever meet. Great Bobby Shaw by I think it's going to be a cracker of a fight, and I promise the winner of this fight will get a shot at the world title next year. Inside a minute, Denzel Bentley defends the British middleweight title. He's going to come and bring his best. You lot said it's his dream, and I've never known a man not to fight as hard as they can for what they want. Nathan Heaney gives his fans the win that they want. Dreams don't always come true, you know. You can all dream. Choose your words wisely, because you never know what could happen. Denzel. Um, I watched with interest your fight with Janibek Alim Kanuli uh, in November. Uh, it's a year ago, isn't it? It's a year yeah, ago. It's, it's literally a year ago today, isn't it? Yeah, that's, it's actually crazy, man. I mean, um, a couple of memories came up on my phone and I was like, wow, I was in Vegas last year. Yeah, you were fighting for the world title, for the um, for the WBO middleweight title. You will come again. You you showed incredible tensile strength on the night. Um, you you fought within yourself, weirdly, and we, we've talked about it since. Yeah. You, you you could have gone harder, but you, you learnt a lot from that. You obviously had the British middleweight title. You've retained it against Kieran Smith got Nathan Heaney next weekend. What do you know about him? What are we led to believe, to expect from the fight? Um, I know he's got a whole army behind him. <laughs> um, I really rate his last performance against Jack Flatley. That's that's the best I've seen him. I think that made me kind of uh, rate him more than I did before because I thought Flatley was a decent fighter and he beat him quite comfortably. Um, apart from that, yeah, he's, 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 got, he's decent technically. He just, I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. He just, he just doesn't look the part. He's quite stiff and... Every shot looks like an exercise, so everyone kind of thinks he's not that good. But I think he's better than a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier about maybe overlooking opponents, you know. And you've been up at these, you've been up, you've challenged for world titles now. Yeah. And you've, it's it's hard. I know it's hard. You know, you you come back. What's the plan? Like, what's the, is there a plan, or are you you know doing that typical fighter mentality, fight by fight, and we see how no, we go? I'm, or you're like, no, nah, I need to get back to the top. Hundred percent. I'd be lying if I if I wasn't thinking. If I told you I wasn't thinking, I want to get back to our level. But these are the steps I've got to take to get there. So as soon as I came back, I fought Kieran Smith. Everyone kept asking me, how do I get up for that? How do I get up for that? And I'm saying, I get up for that because I know without this, I can't get back to where I want to go to. Yeah. And this is the same thing. It's just the journey. These are the steps I've got to take. So after this, I want to get back to world contention. Have you got, have you like got a, a route planned yet? <clears throat> yeah, we had a meeting with, with um, George and Frank and yeah, they, they said they have something planned for me. Nice. Let me ask you, obviously you have great power. Yeah. Um, you, you're a great stylist as well. Um, do you want to make a statement next weekend? 100%. Um, that's all I'm about. I need, I need to make statements that's going to make everyone feel like this guy's way above British level. Why is he still fighting here? Like, move him on. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't need anyone question, second questioning me, like second guessing me, thinking, oh, maybe that wasn't too convincing. Maybe you should have another fight. Nah, I need to get straight back to, to world level. So I've got who, to make a big who, statement. Who, who are you convincing? Is it fans? Is it rivals in, in, in the industry? Is, is it, it the is WBC? It your, is it your team and your promoters? Um, it's Yeah, my team and my promoters. I need yeah. to, I, I mean, they believe in me, but Fans also want to see me box at a certain level. They don't want to see me struggle against Heaney and then box at a, at a higher level thinking that I'm not ready for it. I need everyone to kind of realise I'm, I'm going to where I need to go to. It's I mean? a great division, isn't it? Um, you know, Gennady Golovkin's still knocking about as number one in the WBC. I think you're 12 at the moment, aren't yeah. you? Um, Chris Eubank Jr. is around. Um, Shane Mosley Jr., uh, Michael Zarafa, Erislandi Lara. I mean, I can't believe he's still fighting, frankly, but he's a brilliant, evasive fighter, isn't he? Yeah. Pushed Mayweather to the limit. Um, brilliant against Canelo. Um, 
Alan Canuli's still there for the rematch. I'm sure you're after that at some point. Yep. Felix Cash is around. All these it's great fights for you in Britain yeah, and definitely. at world level. Yeah, no, I'm 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 up for all of that. I mean, Felix Cash has been missing for a while, so we need to get his career back on track and I'd love that rematch down the line. Yeah. Uh Gianna Beck, hundred uh, percent. You ain't gonna ask me twice if I got offered that next. I'm taking it. I, I want that rematch badly. I think I can beat him. Um, I just gotta tweak a few things, and I'm more confident in myself now. Do you know what I mean? What was fighting in Vegas like? Um, I- it was it was a good experience because it's like I didn't think I'd go Vegas to fight. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. with you. I didn't think I was I would ever go Vegas to fight. I'd always wanted. I've always wanted to stuff. I watch on YouTube, All Access, the big yeah. fights in Vegas. Is like wow, and then I. I got there and it's like, oh, we're here. I'm seeing my face on the billboards. It's like, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm actually living this. But I didn't want it to get to me too much. Yeah. I remember so speaking I to you when down, you were yeah. there that week and you were like, no, I'm just chilling. Yeah, yeah, I'm just literally. chilling. I'm I'm not even thinking I'm in Vegas, which yeah. was like, I, I it kind of I found it mind-boggling. Yeah, I didn't want the occasion to get to me. So the day I got there, the night we landed, we just went around the strip, went for a long walk. Have you been to Vegas before? Hotel. No, never in my life. <laughs> so, well, so didn't you, didn't, who did you have with you? You had a few family members with you over yeah, there, Yeah, there's like you? 30 of us came down, my parents, my, my siblings, 30. And then my cousins all came out. Three zero. That's yeah. an expensive trip to Vegas. No, I hope you came back with some money. <laughs> I hope they weren't gambling all your winnings. No, 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 no. All your earnings. Yeah, no, they weren't. They weren't gambling none of mine. It depends on your family, your friends. Yeah. Since the first time they've seen you box, they go, "We can't wait to come to Vegas." Yeah, exactly. We, oh, 100%. When they, like the amount of people I meet who came to watch me in Vegas. Like, you was in Vegas? Like, yeah, yeah, we was invested from the start. We wanted to go to Vegas. It was at Wembley. I was there, but we wanted to go to Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> you fought Badu Jack on the 12th of September 2015. I was there at the MGM Grand. We, we mentioned it earlier. It was um, Floyd Mayweather against Andre Berto. It was a huge event because we thought it was. he'd come out from like his fourth retirement at that point. What was your experience fighting for the WBC Super Middle, wasn't it? WBC. Yeah, what WBC. was your experience of Vegas like? That that week I didn't I didn't really enjoy it you know I didn't enjoy Vegas I'd boxed in Vegas before down the card on a, a Marquez Diaz uh, Golden Boy show and I'd boxed out in San Jose um, as a pro as well been to Vegas to box as an amateur but as a pro it, it it's just got that feel different in the UK all everyone who's there feels like we're only here because you're the boxers mm. whereas when in Vegas for me the impression I got was like you're the boxer, you almost like you work you work for us. A steward wouldn't let me in the change room because I didn't have the right wristband on. I'm fighting in an hour. Yeah, like, can I get that's in there? Crazy. So, it, I mean, maybe they're just a stippler for the rules. Um, but You got any advice for Denzel about his... Obviously, he said he doesn't want to stay at British level. What advice would you give to Denzel about his move into world level right now? Like, I mean... Again. I don't think he needs it, but he's... Um, you keep in that that belief, you know. You're saying you take the rematch tomorrow, and I and mm. you can see in, in the way you say it, in and the way you carry you look, yourself. You, you believe you it. You believe it. Yeah. Um, the one problem that I think I had, which you, you don't have, and it's not that, is just I was walking around with like sort of feeling sorry for myself when I lost my first world title. I was, oh, I, sh- I should be a world champion. I haven't got my belt. It will come. It will come. Was this the IBF or this was the was first when... fight against Froch? WBA. Yeah, it, it was stopped prematurely slightly. I, you know, you were in trouble in 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 the moment, but Howard Foster did step in. I think it was slightly premature, which you campaigned for with it the was, IBF. It was completely premature. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you won your case. It's all right. All right. It's all right. You won your case. You fought in front of eighty thousand afterwards. You made millions. No, but you're a huge superstar. The point, Gareth is that, like, uh, I had to go back to square one and be like, yeah. right, you need to rebuild properly, whereas yeah. I was sort of 
The analogy I give is I climbed Everest, I got 15 feet from the top, yeah. and I lingered you and slipped. died. Right? Yeah. Instead of going, and no, I'm going you around didn't going, die, you slipped. I'm going, I've climbed Everest, but you haven't climbed Everest. And if you stay up here, you will die. So go to the bottom, yeah. re- recharge, re- and then go again. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. After Denzel, Dan Aziz joined us, talked about his disappointment, demoralization that his fight with Joshua Boazzi was off, but he's still working hard to get fit again, sort his back out and is optimistic that he'll be fighting again against Joshua Boazzi in the early part of 2024. Joining us on the phone is the one and only um, Dan Aziz, the European light heavyweight champion, obviously was slated to fight Joshua Boazzi, but there have been injuries and the fight date is yet to be announced. Good evening, Mr. Aziz, the bee's knees. Yes, how's it going, Gareth? You all right? I'm very well. I'm having to control this uh, this big super middleweight who's in the studio tonight, St. George Grove. Do you remember his career? Yeah, he's not no super middle anymore. <laughs> oh, easy, easy, easy. What is he then? I don't know, man. He's a larger I've... than life character, <laughs> isn't he, though? How you <laughs> doing, mate? Good to hear from you. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I feel good. I'm getting better and better each and every day. Perfect. I mean, we're all eager for some for some yeah, news we, we love were, this fight and it was uh it was horrible what, what it must be horrible for you what, what you're having to postpone a fight you know that close to to the deadline to fight night and yeah. uh but we, we, we're wishing you well man we want you back in action back back to full fitness real soon no that that's that's it man when it first happened i was like got it i just you know I, I didn't know how to even control my emotions um like you said so close to the um, fight day, um, but yeah, as time went on, I'm getting better and better, and you know, just coming to terms with it and everything for a reason. And um, hopefully, we'll get an even better fight. Were you yeah. just were you disappointed, Dan, that there were conspiracy theories around 
they, were, they hadn't sold enough tickets and the injury was made up. And, you know, these things do happen sometimes in boxing. But were you disappointed about the veracity or, or the questioning of the veracity of why the, the fight was called off? Um, I weren't disappointed. I was pissed off. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, it, I was pissed off, obviously, the whole situation, my emotions were high and everything. So, yeah, just those kind of comments didn't really um, take too well um, with me. But, yeah, it, it happens, man. It comes with the game. You get these kind of um, comments and, you know, these maybe conspiracies. But, you know, I know um, what happened. Um, and, you know, even my opponent, Josh, if he knows me, he'll know that, yeah. It's not something that I would do. Um, it was a fight I was very, very much looking forward to, and um, I'm still looking forward to it. But yeah, it was just a, it was just nonsense. But I think it's just you know getting caught up in between the um, crossfire between promoters and whatnot. But yeah, I don't I don't want to be the one to have to take the bullet. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. In in when it comes to these promoters having digs with one another and whatnot. So, yeah. Go ahead, George. Dan, we live in this era now where fighters can actually contact each other. Now, you know, you, yeah. you've you got a relationship to a degree, I suppose, with, with Josh. And even if you didn't, you could just message him on Instagram or whatnot. Was there yeah. a worry that he might go in a different direction? Like, is what was that like for you? Thinking, right, he's, he's either going to just get another fight and uh, am I going to get my chance at this big fight? It's a big breakout fight for you. Yeah. Were you conspiring together to, to, to make sure that you get it over, make sure that you get a new date set and there's no more problems, you know, arising, as you say, these promoters just getting in the way? Yeah, no, well, I could understand from his point. Obviously, he's not the one that got the injury. So, you know, he's been training hard and, you know, for the fight to just um, just be taken away from him like that. But I was nervous. I was thinking, shoot, like, is he just going to, fight somebody else would mm. the WA like maybe put somebody else like go down the list like would I lose my shot like like you said it's it's a breakout fight there's a lot on the line like you know whoever wins potentially fight for a world title next and um yeah man like it's <laughs> so I, I wasn't so, so many things were going through my mind George, yeah, I don't know, man. At that time, it wasn't really a good time for me. Oh. So, so let me let me just kind of cut to the quick. <laughs> so, how is the injury? Talk us through it. And um, are you hearing any? So, what are the doctors saying? How long will it keep you out? And what are the doctors saying about it? And also, are there talks to get this signed and over the line for a date ahead that you can that we can get very excited about again, Dan? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not too sure on dates but they're saying very early next year we was hoping maybe um the end of this year but I'm, I'm not too sure we should have some news um in the next week or so and um yeah like i'm healing very very well um the, the doctor's are actually quite surprised in the, how quick i'm recovering and um so forth so everything's looking positive so to speak like everything's looking very positive on the up and yeah can I ask you, you, you had a, we've got obviously George 
and Carl Froch are two names that are indelibly linked and will be forever, like salt and pepper, Ali and Frazier, egg, ba- yeah. b- bacon and eggs. Um, th- and they will be. They will be associated forever because of what happened between them. And they become friends. Is it yeah. weird when you... It's the other way around with you and Joshua Boetzi. You were friends. You spent loads of time together. And now you're best of enemies, if I can call it that. Psychologically... Yeah. Do you have to go to a different place than other fights with other people? Um, I'll be honest with you, Gareth. If I say, yeah, you know, I've got to, you know, really tune into this place and that place, I don't know until I get there, Gareth. I, yeah. Might, yeah. I, can't, I, I won't bluff you and tell you this, that and the third. Until I'm there, um, I, I, I won't know. But you, you had a bit of tension between yourselves at the press conference when you faced off. Like you could feel it was there was an electricity there. There was a change. Did you feel that change? Um, yeah, everyone was telling me about a change, but I just wanted to get a few things off my chest. That was all. So I think maybe people seeing that and going back and forth a little bit might have surprised people. But to mm. me, yeah, it's normal WhatsApp group group chat um, <laughs> setting. <laughs> Have you guys? Have you? Have you always, there's so many British light heavyweight fighters that are really good. Have you got a little WhatsApp chat that you guys are all in? No, no, no. <laughs> and you're all just sending trash to each Brilliant. other every I day. I love it. I, I love it. I'm I sure we have loads of mutual like group group chat settings. So yeah. Uh, that, that light heavyweight division on this show, George. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, George is on here all the time, but Dan, you've been on the show many times. You're a friend of the show. You've been in here. We talk about that light heavyweight division the whole time. The two of you there, um, Dmitry Bivol and Arta Betabiev, um, Callum Smith, um, Craig Richards. Uh, I could go on and on and on. It's an extraordinary division. It, it, it's ripe for a tournament, isn't it? it frankly, and like. If we can get Saudi Arabia to come up with a tournament, would you be backing that or not? Oh, 100 percent, 100 million percent. You know they got the funds for it, and yeah, like you said, the names that you just mentioned, it'll just make for. Well, great. We are mentioned five or six or seven. They you only yeah. need eight. So if you got twelve, it's amazing. Yeah. but you could yeah. easily make twelve in that division. Yeah, you'd you'd have him at Saudi, I reckon. I don't even think you need eight. Even if you just had. Three good, you know, fighters in any division, and they all mix it up. You're gonna have a, you know. Well, George, gr- George is being cynical about Saudi in a way, not being cynical, but saying. But, but the point being, who else is gonna come up with the money to create a tournament for all these guys to fight each other? And we find out who the number one at one seventy five pounds is. Hey, no, no, it does. It could be Saudi, but I think you know. I like the tournament idea. I like you the did tournament it. Was I'd done it, and the I Muhammad didn't do Ali it. Yeah. Who, who, where did that money come from? It was through the backers at Wasserman, wasn't it? Well, I mean, me, me and Eubank um, had good purses. Yeah, but also we done. We sold out the Manchester Arena. Oh, it was an amazing done, night, mate. Done, I was there. It was amazing. We done record amazing. record numbers on ITV pay per view. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. So the fight washed his face, and and the yeah. same will happen. If these guys get in with each other, I completely I'm, agree. It's frustrated me for about, and for, not just me, but it's frustrated fans for two years. There's so much. It's a talent-rich division, isn't it? I, I was, I was um, at the studios with Craig Spider Richards as news was breaking that Dan Aziz had potentially had a, a you know, a postponement injury, and like, obviously, no one can tell um, Craig Richards at this point, you know, uh, but. 
I'm just thinking, there's so many fighters here in this division. You, They can all fight each other. They can all fight each other multiple and times. And you don't know who's the number one as well. Yeah, I mean, I know Better Beav is the number one at the moment and Bivol's the number two. Um, Dan, we've got to go. Yes. Um, just, give us, just give us an indication yeah. of if you were to put your finger on it, when will it be? Will it be a January fight? Yeah, that I'll, I'll, if for me, if I could put a finger on it, yeah, January. Definitely. And what are you going to do to Joshua Boatsy when you get him in the ring? I'm going to be victorious and I'm going to give you guys a great show as well. Well, earlier in the week, I had caught up with Katie Taylor ahead of her fight with Chantel Cameron, the rematch, of course. And Katie told me that resurrection was in her DNA and she was after redemption in this fight. The growth from his boxing over the last few years has been absolutely incredible. And back then, you're, you're talking about that the odd fighter, Christy Barron, was phenomenal. Deirdre Goberty, um, you know, Leila Lee, they're just, uh, there wasn't the, the strength of death that we have right now in women's boxing. Um, but those are the pioneers of our sport as well. And that's why I have so much respect for those girls that went before me. I don't think women's boxing will be in the position that it's in today without those kind of girls. And so they paved the way for us. and. Um, it's amazing that the, the growth and the, the looking at the progress over the last few years has been incredible. When people cite you as the person who has been a, a, a giant pathfinder for everyone else, a pioneer, how does that make you feel? You're incredibly modest. How does it make you feel inside? Does it spur you on to do more? I think it, I'm, I'm very, very uh, you know, grateful for those comments. It is uh, very satisfying now that I can have an influence on on these young fighters coming up. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want the legacy to continue. I'm definitely not done yet. And um, I think uh, even with this rematch coming up, this could be the greatest night of my career so far to date. And so with this, uh, I just love the fact that, I'm, that I'm, I am involved in these big, huge mega fights and um, you know, this is the stuff that every every fire team dreams of the headline a huge show. And um this is this is what it's all about. As well as being a great fighter and someone in the era, are you a big fan of boxing itself as well? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of boxing. Um every big fight I'm tuning into and I love watching the old fighters as well. Um I was only watching watching uh Ry Jones this this week. I'm I'm on a Ry Jones craze at the moment, just watching all the all these fights at the moment. And um, I think it's a huge, uh, it's uh, really undervalued. Just watching watching the old fights back and, um, yeah. So I I would say I'm a huge fan of, that, of the sport as well. I know you are because I remember being in New York, and um, I don't think I've seen you blush much, but I remember when. I was interviewing you and we, we got, we sat down in a couple of chairs. It was at Madison Square Garden and you just happened to sit next to Floyd Mayweather. Do you remember that night? Yes. <laughs> and you went bright red in, in a lovely yeah. way. And like, he yeah. was all over you. He was all over you. He knew exactly who you were. And like, I, I, I just had to leave you two because that <laughs> Mayweather took over. Do you love those moments? Yeah, they're they're really pinch me moments, aren't they? These are legends in the sport, and um, uh, Fly Mayweather arguably uh, the best of our generation and a genius in the ring. Um, he's uh, he, he, every single one of his fights are masterclasses, and so uh, yeah, when you're when you're sitting next to uh to a star like him, it's like wow, this this is uh one of those moments where I I just can't believe it's happening. <laughs> um. 
on that note, obviously one of his rivals, Manny Pacquiao, um, one of the great phrases I've ever heard him say is, I was asking him why he did boxing and why, why he carried so much for the people of the Philippines. He carried the flag in the Olympics. Armies used to stop fighting in the Philippines when he had an event because everyone put down whatever trouble they were causing with each other because they all wanted to see Pac-Man fights, you know? Um, and again, a very powerful thing that he told me, and I'll never forget it, and it's in the movie that was made about him by Leon Gast, the late Leon Gast, who was one of the makers of the, the When We Were Kings on the Rumble in the Jungle that won the Oscar in, in the mid-90s, was I said to Manny, why do you carry on fighting? And he said, because it's God's will. Yeah. Mm. Now, obviously, I know you're a deeply religious per person with, with extremely deep and, and affectionate mm. faith uh, in yourself. Um, do you feel your fighting is part of God's will? Um, yeah, I certainly believe that um, that God put his gift in me. And uh, I, that's why I always want to honour and glorify his name every, every single time I step into the ring. and um i'm i'm so grateful for this career that he's given me and this life that he's given me as well uh it's one of the reasons i train so hard as well because i know this is a gift from god and every single day i'm training um i know that it's it's pleasing him pleasing god so uh it's uh one of the reasons i, I take this job so seriously uh, i love i love my sport i'm so passionate about it and um yeah, I certainly believe that this is a, is a gift from God. Um, is that why there's these headlines this week where, again, it's kind of like it has a religious theme to it. I'm sorry for pressing you if you've been having interviews all afternoon, but I wanted to go deep with you because I love talking deep with you because you are such a deep person. And I know we don't always see that, you know, because you're very contained. That um, resurrection is in my DNA, you're quoted as saying, for this return match. I think a very difficult return match as well. It was a very close fight last time um, in this return match with Chantel Cameron. Resurrection is in my DNA. Please explain. <laughs> well, the, Jesus himself was resurrected, so the resurrected king can resurrect um, uh, people as well. I see, I see it all the time, you know, in terms of uh, uh, people who are down and out on their, on their luck and their dirt life is so tough for them and, and God turns their life around. That's resurrection life right there. And I feel like um, uh, this is not the end for me. I, I definitely feel that that's not the way God operates. And I just have a, a huge faith in that, that the resurrected King can resurrect me. And um, uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely feel uh, like this is, um, this is going to be a great turn point in my career. Well, it's amazing. Katie Taylor, always an absolute pleasure. Resurrection is in my DNA. Um, she's got to make it a different fight against Chantel Cameron this time. Absolutely, Gary. And I think this, it's not only one of the most exciting fights in, in female boxing for me, it could it could be the, the most exciting fight because it's Katie Taylor who's now going to have to reinvent 37 37 37 you know with all her achievements all her accolades yeah. 
And no one, you know, for the first time ever, no one's really going to be picking her to win. No, no rematch. one's picking her to win. No one's, and she's in there with Chantel Cameron, who... Is a tank. Yeah. She, I, I mean that in the right way, by the way. It's calling a no, woman no, no. a tank, but she is a tank of no, a fighter. No, no, she, she's solid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, she don't move her head because she don't need to. She take, you know, she just walks through punches. She just walks through... And, uh, so, Katie Taylor, she's got she's to change it up. She's got to be different, but... The thing with Katie Taylor is, I'm expecting her to be she able to make... She did it against Delphine make, Pursoon, made exactly, the adjustments, didn't she? To make those adjustments. Whether it's enough, and whether, obviously, Chantel Cameron can make them adjustments, which she will be, she will have to be better mm, the next mm, time around. Mm. But because, you know, Chantel Cameron was able to make Katie Taylor fight her fight, the only way Katie Taylor wins is if she makes Chantel Cameron fight her fight. And what uh, is that, George? I know I've got my views on it. What's your view? It's a boxing. It's just yeah. boxing. It's yeah. only two minute stick rounds. And move. So yeah, it's not stick and moves and running on your bike, no, no. but you've got to finish the exchanges Timing. and you've got to break out and give away no free shots. Yeah. Because Cameron will just keep marching on, keep yeah. pressing on, and just will keep punching. You know, I um I was in the gym with the McGuigans when she when she joined, and I know that um, that there was a a split and then she's going her other way and she's doing really well underneath her new training team. But the point I just want to make is that Shane McGuigan and Barry McGuigan were in the gym and they were like, this girl's going all the way. And I was like, really? I've I got to be honest, at this point, I hadn't seen a lot of female boxing. I didn't know a lot about female boxing. I didn't know who the competition was. We are like, she was going a long way and she's, one day she's going to fight and beat Katie Taylor. And I was like, really? They were like, we, we believe it. And they did a fantastic job with her. You know, she hadn't put her foot wrong. She was unbeaten when she left them. And then since then, has just carried on on that route. Brilliant fire. Absolutely. And a brilliant woman. I think, George, my, my last thing on this before we go to break is that Katie should have forced that fight at lightweight, not light welter. And it might have given her an advantage to make Cameron cut the weight. Even though she's going to be the lightweight world champion at the end of it, even if she loses... I just think making Cameron lose that weight might have helped her a little bit in the fight. That's my view on it. I don't know if you agree with me. No, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I think... There's weight divisions for a reason. And making that... And Chantel is kind of powerfully built. Making her lose that weight might have just... Chantel's claimed the whole way along that um, I'm actually better at lightweight than I am at uh, light welter. Mm. Well, I think she has fought at lightweight you know, at periods of her career. And she's... No, but she for could, Katie, it would be better, it. I think. But it would be better for Katie because it's a more of a, a natural... She did put in Cameron at 140 way. in that last fight, did okay, she? Really? T- Taylor's never been a big puncher anyway. So... And I can see why she's kept it at the same weight. She's like, no, if I change the weight and I win, then people are going to say it's because of the weight. I want to go out and, and show everyone I'm the better fighter than, than Chantel Cameron. Finally this week, I caught up with one of the great young fighters in boxing... Shakur Stevenson. In my mind, in my crystal ball, I can see a Lemonchenko. I I can see him having a reason to fight me now that I got a uh, now that I get a, a strap around my waist. So yeah, I can see Lemonchenko. I think that'd be a big fight. And what about Javonta then? Do we wait for that? Uh, one? Me, Do we wait for that to build Shakur. I I don't know. Um, like I said, when it comes down to to me and him, uh, he's the He's the main, um, the the they they pay per view superstar right now. So, um, it comes down to him making a phone call and and you know uh me answering it. Uh, whenever he's ready, I'm ready. So, um, I'm willing to fight him next year if it happens. Uh, my next fight could be against him. I I ain't tripping. Uh, but it's all up to him. I can't 
throw no offers out to the biggest star in, in the sport of boxing. You've always said it's a super fight and the timing has to be right for it when we've spoken about it. Yeah. And it is one of the biggest super fights, if not the biggest You super cut out. I, what I was saying was, you've always said to me, that's one of the biggest super fights in boxing and it is. And the timing needs to be right as well. Did yeah, I yeah, it is. I, I still yeah. I still think that's the... Honestly, I, I think that's the best fight in the sport of boxing uh, that you could make right now, if you ask me. Um, Tank is a special talent. Uh, he got skills out of this world. Um, I'm a special talent, and, and and I'm the type of fighter. I I just got a lot of a greatness within myself too. So I think that's the best fight to make. Um, I I liked this list you came up with the other day. Yourself at number one most skilled boxer in the world. Terence Crawford at two. Noia Inui at three. Javonta at four. And Tyson Fury at five. Yeah. No Usyk, no Canelo. Definitely those at five. I mean, you know, that's all preference. Um, Usyk is a hell of a fighter. I can't uh, take nothing away from him. But it's just like my preference. My preference. I, I like all of them guys. One guy that I really miss on that list uh, is Jerron Boosinis. I, I like him a lot, too. I think that he's a hell of a fighter. So, um. It's all preference, though. I if I miss Usyk, if I miss uh, Canelo, that's it was just my preference, my preference, who I felt. The the pound for pound list is always mythical, isn't it? And it's always difficult. It's always a debate. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you can't really make up a real pound for pound list because um, it's preference to everybody. Like even the people who goes up there and say, "Oh, we think this person is pound for pound number one, two, three, four. Five, um, clearly Bud is number one. Clearly, but I'm just saying, like, as far as like preference is, dumb people just picking their own list. They pick who, who they feel is deserving of the pound for pound list. So, um, honestly, I, I I'm barely even chasing pound for pound being on a pound for pound list. Like, I'm I'm barely chasing that. I want to be number one, and until I'm number one, I I won't stop. So, I've been saying because when you're number one. When you're number uh, one, they know you're number one. Yeah. No, I've, I've been saying for two years you're going to number one anyway, if you recall. I've always said it to you. I've said it to you for two years, you know. Um, yeah. You're headed there. Um, on Tyson Fury, were you – did you see the Francis Ngannou fight? And were you surprised by it? And do we need to be careful writing guys off who've got an incredible story in their life? Uh, I mean, you can say that, but I think that was more so – Tyson Fury didn't really take him seriously. Look like it didn't look like the same Tyson Fury that I'm used to seeing. Uh, I watch a lot of Tyson Fury fights. Um, usually he's like on point. He's sharp. He don't look tired. He's letting his hands go. Um, with that fight, it looked like he was kind of like he didn't take it serious. Like he wasn't in shape. That's that's what it looked like to me. Like he wasn't in great shape to let his hands go and um do everything that he usually do. He didn't look like the same Tyson Fury to me. I agree. And 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 when everybody's been telling you and when it's a guy making his pro debut and he's come from another combat discipline, maybe he didn't have the adrenaline he needed when he went in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's another thing too. Like, um, that's like when I'm sparring somebody that I know, like, they not that good. I go in the gym, I'm lackadaisical in there. But if you spar somebody, like, you know that they, like, 
a real good fighter in front of you, you like, all right, you on point, like you 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 on top of your game, and I can I can see that being like a, a issue too. Um, obviously, had Devin Haney not stepped up to fight Regis Progre at one forty, that fight for you might have happened. Do you think you're going to face Devin Haney at some point? I, I I don't I don't know I don't know I don't I don't I I'm not sure that that fight will ever happen. Um, I don't truly believe that that they really want to get in the ring with me. Like I don't they they could talk and act like that's what they want to do, but nah, I don't I don't I don't I don't think that they like deep down inside will want to get in the ring with um somebody like me. What do you think happens with that Haney Progre fight? How do you see it? I, I I don't know. I ain't really got no prediction for it. Uh, I'm I'm real cool with Regis, so uh, I'm wishing nothing but the best. But uh, I I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. I, I I don't know how he's gonna uh hold up at 140. You, you never know. He may not got enough power to keep somebody like Regis off of him. But he may feel better at 140 and uh look a lot sharper than he did at 35 just because he's not cutting that much weight no more. So um, you, you never know. Um, I, I, I'm i not sure on this one. Will you be up at 140 at some point in your career? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Like I, I like I said before in other interviews, um, I will go to 140 if it makes sense. Like if it's something that makes sense, um, I would not mind going to 140. Uh, Honestly, when I'm in the gyms, I'm sparring with 40, 47 pounders and they say, Sparring is different from the fight, but when you're skillful, like when you're so skillful that you could that you could hold your own with 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 guys at 40, 47, mm. um, I don't think nothing's gonna change when you get in there with them eight ounce gloves and um you know how to defend yourself properly and get out of the way of punches and you're still gonna be yourself. So um I, I wouldn't mind fighting at one forty. Could you could you see Terrence Crawford? Obviously, he's a welterweight. Could you see him going up and facing Canelo and handling Canelo? Because it's that is again is a fight that we all kind of crave in a way, you know, a real test for for both men. I think that he would surprise everybody in that fight. I think that that will be how he surprised everybody with the Earl Spence. I think that he will surprise everybody even on a higher level with Canelo because um, when I watched Canelo, I seen like a lot of mistakes his last fight. Um, that I know for a fact Terrence would, like, capitalize off it. And another thing, too, that they don't realize is Terrence can crack. Like, Terrence really could crack. It ain't – I don't care who you are. You ain't just going to let him hit you. Um, And he knows how to hit the target. So, um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think that Bud would surprise everybody. He's a great talent, isn't he? Yeah, Shakur Stevens is a, he's an amazing talent. And I think what's, what's just a, a brilliant thing for fight fans right now is just that division is hot. You know, he's going up to the... He's moved up in weight now. He's got his first world title fight up at this new weight um, coming up. And, you know, do we, we want to see him in there with John, Javante Davis. We want to see... I want to see how he's going to get on with Lomachenko. I think he's still got plenty in the tank, you know. So they... It's going to be so many great fights coming because these guys at this weight, they do have to fight each other and it, it will happen. And I think he'll pursue Devin Haney up a division if he has to. He's got the skills to go to 140 as well, in my view. He's tall, lean and long, Shakur, when you stand next to him. And he's just got that... It doesn't matter 
that he's 20 with 10 stoppages and 10 decision victories. For me, he's got the spite of an early Mayweather, yeah, and the skills of an early Mayweather as well. I really do genuinely feel that every time I talk to him, it's always a fascinating interview. I want to go deeper with him every time because he fascinates me as a character. As he was saying there... When he's not in the gym, he's just with his family. Loads of cousins, loads of brothers and sisters. He's one of nine, I think he said. Like, that's what he does. Keeps you grounded, doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, fat family definitely can do that because they won't they won't worship you. They, they'll see you as, as, a, as a mere mortal, which uh, I'm sure is needed. You know, you do need that from time to time. But when I, when I first came across uh, Stevens, I, I thought he was you know, a talent, but maybe without discipline, maybe without that experience. But my opinion changed on him very quickly. And now I think he's he's a knowing fighter. He's a knowledgeable fighter. He's a fighter who's highly skilled, but, you know, will go from strength to strength, you know. And the tougher the test, the, the better version we're going to see of him. Am I overstating this finally? If I say he could be to boxing what Prince was to music if he fulfills his talent? <laughs> well, Prince, Prince could play every instrument. He gigged after gigs in 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 chill lounges. He was he, a good he, baller, weren't he? He could he could play basketball as well. He, he, I'm only going off the Dave Chappelle. I'm, 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 I'm talking um, genius level. I'm talking. I'm what I'm asking you: Could he be genius level? Maybe, maybe. I'm gonna. I'm I'm not quite far along the journey, but I haven't had as many words, intimate words, with him as you have. That's it for this week on the Fight Night podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to the midweek show um, with myself and Adi Oladipo. Tune in to the Thursday show with White and Jordan and Spencer Oliver. And of course, we're with you every Saturday night. And this Saturday, as I say, we're in Manchester for Denzel Bentley versus Nathan Heaney and Frank Warren's Magnificent Seven. We'll see you then. There are belts everywhere. Seven title fights. There's seven top of the bill fights here. Magnificent seven right again. Right hand there from Exeter. That was a solid shot. Absolutely sensational from Liam Davis. Good overhand right from Rankin. What an opening round this is for Nick Ford. Great body shot by Heaney. Good left hand from Denzel Bentley and a right. Kieran Swift is down. Absolute bonanza for boxing fans. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.